politics Some culture and craft beer Politics And that is why you're here Politics Bottoms up Welcome to Bottoms Up Fred and Blotto discuss the politics of today, the culture of our lives, and the beer of our state. Pottoms up. Hello to all these wonderful listeners out in the audience. This is episode 78 coming at ya. This is Fred. Um... Virtually across from Blato and Knobs. How are you guys doing today? Terrific. Couldn't be yeah. better. Really? Knobs? Uh yeah, I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. Uh, another another tough day on the job. Well, kind of, yeah. I had to get a, another COVID test today. Oh, really? Why? Uh, because in my building there was a positive case, so everyone is having a mandatory test. So we were going to try to do it in person this week, but I figured it wouldn't be a good idea. Appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, so then, what? Um, like, when when will you get re- results? Kind of what happens next? I should have my test hopefully Friday or Monday. My result. All right. Well, let us know next week. I'll let you know as soon as I know. Fred, have you had a test yet? A test? No. Yeah. No. I have not had a test yet either. I have uh, my neighbors across the the way that we had on the podcast. As a matter of fact, I think those guys get tested like every week or week and a half or something like that. It's crazy. I've never gotten it once. So. Yeah, I mean, Pop-Tarts had uh, two tests plus an antibodies because uh, she's had some surgical work. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, and her family's had some issues and my family's had some issues, but no test for me yet. This is my second one. Show off. <laughs> <laughs> always sure. one, always one-upping people. Always one-upping Well, people. this is two-upping. Yeah, you know, and, and if I had a test and it showed that I had it or had it, uh, have it or had it, I I guess I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, you, you've had fair exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, as, as long as it doesn't ever hurt Pop-Tart, but, um, you know, it, it just wouldn't shock me if I tested positive at some point in time or had the antibodies that showed that I had it. Which that antibody test is only good for so many number of days. I think it's only like 90 days or something. Hmm. So yeah. you could have had it in the very beginning and the antibody test would not show it today. Yeah, and in some respects, I, that would almost be a welcoming thing other than I wouldn't want to infect others, right? But to show that I had it and was asymptomatic would be somewhat comforting to know, okay, I'm not you know, that fearful of getting it now. I still just have to protect myself against others. Right. I, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I wish, um, like 
the antibody test was a little bit more accurate after so much time because I would like to have known if I had it months and months ago at any point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Okay, back to you, Fred. Yeah. 1978. Um, actually, kind of a, a bummer kind of year. There wasn't uh, too many highlights. Well, I guess, I guess. Well, this is actually bummer related, too. Uh, I got three little notes here on it. Well, here, I, I got one for you. I think the term bummer was coined in 1978. <laughs> really? I had never heard <laughs> that. It, it sounds very 1978. When did the term, that's the bomb, when did that become popular? You Do you remember the- that? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. You had right, right, probably right around 1978, right? Maybe earlier. Oh, that's so bomb. <laughs> that's the bomb. Yeah. Might be earlier. Seems like a junior high school thing. Nobs, have you ever heard the term used in, in in that way? Yeah, but I thought that was more like a '90s thing. Oh no! Really. Yeah, we, we were oh. definitely using it in high school, middle school, right, Fred? Well, it seems, yeah. Maybe not. Google, Google, Google. Hey, we can't use that search engine anymore. Uh, okay. Because they've got a monopoly. Do they? <laughs> okay, back back to the, 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 the bummer that was 1978. <laughs> Well, I, I've, like I said, I got a, three things, and they're all sort of death related. Um, <laughs> but the 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 one that's I don't know, I guess, sort of has a, a happy side to it is the release of Van Halen. Oh, okay. Their their debut album came out, and uh, which was just Van Halen, right? That's what it was called. Yeah, it was called Van Halen, and that's with Running with the Devil and all that kind of noise. Um, yeah, that 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 album ended up, I think, hitting 19 on the top 200 Billboard, and they sold like 10 million copies of it, so they were like diamond status. Woo! Now, to the morbid deaths. Um, this might be, uh, this one might fly right over Knob's head. Remember the Sid and Nancy thing? Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't. But uh, Nancy Spungen was found dead in a New York City apartment with stab wounds, and Sid Vicious of the Sex Pistols was arrested and charged with the murder. I can't recall whatever happened with that. He didn't go to jail, did he? Do you do you know, Blotto? I don't think that he did. I mean, I don't think that he did either. Uh, quick. You know, um, Yelp search of that would um, (laughs) give us a review on it. And then the last death is truly hurts my heart. It was the passing of Keith Moon, uh, died of a drug overdose. Oh, not to be taken away. What's that? Are you serious? What are you talking about? 
when I say to you the phrase not to be taken away, you, that, that doesn't ring with you? No. Look on the back cover of Who Are You? Oh, that's right. The chair. <laughs> yep. He's sitting backwards on the chair. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It took a minute. Listen, the synapses do not fire very well <laughs> at this age and with this much beer intake. I, I do know what you're talking about. Yes. It just took a couple of seconds. Yeah. yeah. Poor Keith Moon. I think he was what, 32 or 34 when he died. He was fairly young. He was crazy. Man, that was one crazy dude. <laughs> he lived a lot in 32 or 34 years. Uh, I'm sure he would have wanted to go a bit longer. So very sad. Yeah. Uh, 78 for me, musically, uh, my first Bob Dylan concert. Was it now? And it was uh, my one and only concert at the Olympia Stadium. Who'd you see? Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Oh, okay. <laughs> there, yeah, those are those could be two different subjects. They, the way you said it. Yeah. No, they absolutely could have been because the Olympia is an iconic building around here. So I, I didn't know if you were. It was an and or. Um, and uh, it was it was it it, it 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 ranks right up there. I still remember, uh, you know, um, big chunks of that show that were awesome. You're talking about the warm up band. Uh, <laughs> Uh, which was Van Halen, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure it was. <laughs> uh, All right. Did a beer. beer. I'm you know, sometimes beer. I think to myself, we should be drinking beer while we go over the, the music trivia. Yeah, so we can raise a, a glass to all these deaths. No, just so we can get to the beer. Oh. <laughs> okay. What do you got there? Uh, it was your turn to uh, uh, stock the trove, Fred. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it seemed like we had a cluster bleep week of all trying to coordinate beer. So uh, I believe that Nobs did not find this one, but I I picked this one kind of with him in mind. It's a Odd Sides Mayan Mocha Stout. And it has stout with coffee, cinnamon, nutmeg, and habaneros. Hmm. I thought the habaneros sounded interesting, but I mostly got it because of the coffee, because I know how much he likes it. Yep. Two things I love. It's coffee and a stout. (laughs) Anyways, it's inspired by Mexican hot chocolate. It's carefully blended with Dutch chocolate, coffee, cinnamon, nutmeg, habaneros, which will leave you with a perfect balance of chocolate and heat. 6% alcohol. I don't know. I thought it looked pretty good. So that's what I grabbed. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to this one. I, I, I will be extremely disappointed if I'm disappointed. In knobs. Well, while, while you guys are pouring, uh, I just went to an old classic. I also have an odd side 
but I have, uh, well, last time we recorded, I had a 13% beer. Uh, I toned it down a skosh, and I had just a 12%. Uh, I went and got some Hazel's Nuts. Love it. Oh, yeah. Love it. One of our favorites that was on the shelf, and I know I paid a ridiculous sum of money for it, but I rarely get it, so I treated myself today. Bottle or can? Can. I saw it for the first time this week in cans. I, I'd never seen it in cans. Always bottles before. Such a great smell to it. Why don't you describe it for the people that don't know what it is? Nutty. <laughs> Nutty and high alcohol. Uh, yeah, so for if you don't know what it is, go out and get it. Uh, it's a coffee and hazelnut imperial stout Asian bourbon barrels. Urban I think barrels. that pretty, pretty much sums it up right there. It's yeah. very strong, very delicious. A lot of those aren't really my thing. The coffee, stout, bourbon barrel. But the way they mix it together, it's just perfect for this. Did you know that we picked up a couple of uh, bourbon and rye barrels um, for the brewery? Uh, I heard that somewhere. Either you told me or I saw it on the book face. Yeah, yeah, probably there. Uh, from Traverse City Whiskey Company. We Yep, that's right. 53-gallon uh, uh, barrels, uh, two bourbon, two rye. Um, uh, I was a little surprised when uh, Nick the Brewer, uh, we were talking about what to put in them, and he was working on an oatmeal stout. And I said, oh, we'll put that in there. And and then I said, well, but if you're going to put our oatmeal stout in there, which I think is just to die for, I said, you know, what can we do to amp up the the ABV a little bit? Because if it's going to have that that bourbon flavor, you know, we ought to go past, uh, I think it's 5.7 or something. And yeah, he said, yeah, we could do that. And then I said, well, is it going to interfere if we do that? Do we need the oatmeal stout? you know, on the schedule right now, or, you know, is it going to disrupt what you got going on the schedule? And then he said, well, it, it probably would because they age in the barrel four to nine months. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I know. I had no idea. I'm like, okay, well then let's just do the oatmeal stout and we'll, we'll figure out how to get the barrels on the, on the schedule next. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I'd be without oatmeal stout for four to nine months. Now you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, and the barrels are cool because they look just like your classic whiskey barrels, you know, with the stenciled writing on the end, Tra- Traverse City whiskey, and you know. So, like, did you buy them? Are those yours to keep? Uh, they are ours to keep. Um, sometimes, as I understand from other people in the industry, you can get them free. Uh, but uh, Traverse City Whiskey does not huh. depart with them for free. So they're a couple hundred bucks. Wow. I did not expect them to be that expensive. Yeah, I I, I think we overpaid. And, you know, we, we actually didn't need four. We need one. You know, we make 40 gallons at a time, so a 53-gallon barrel. <laughs> Unless I wanted to devote... Four taps in the next five months to barrel-aged beers. I only need one, <laughs> and I and I, and I don't I don't think my partner realized all of that when 
she decided to buy four barrels. Fred, uh, initial reactions uh, uh, on the on the Mayan mocha? I was taken aback on that first sip. It's like th- the burn in the throat. I. It's like in that brief moment, I forgot there was a habanero sitting here. I'm going, what's the matter with this beer? <laughs> and then it dawned on me. It's like, oh, there's habaneros in it. Okay. And, you know, with the with the mocha part of it, it it's certainly a uh, like a, a darker, unsweetened chocolate. It's not yes. a sweet beer by any means. Nope, nope, no. Uh, but I agree with you. I'm getting the habanero um, on the back of the throat. I, there were there were two things I noticed about it just from the pour. Uh, well, I'll say three. One was it it's 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 pretty thick, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, I thought it was so thick. I think it weighed more than the average beer. <laughs> like <laughs> when I was holding up the pint and I was pouring it in, either you know, either I got to get back to the gym. <laughs> or I thought, man, this thing's really heavy. <laughs> that was my second observation. My third observation, and uh, I don't know if you got any head on yours, but I got a, I had about three quarters of an inch or an inch of head, but it was very frothy and thin. Yeah, it, it was, identical. It, it was it was three quarters of an inch, but big bubbles. It big wasn't bubbles. it wasn't yes. foamy at all. No. No. It was but like it was like a bubble bath, a uh, habanero bubble bath. Yeah, kind of right. Yeah, and uh, you know it didn't take long for it to dissipate. Um, but I just don't know if I've seen, um, you know that that kind of uh, head before. Mm, I don't think I have. That, that was kind of odd. Yeah, odd side. Hmm. Hmm. But you know, I, I mean. Uh, as as far as likability, um, you know, I'm kind of in the uh, I'm in the early for me column. Gonna let it percolate a little bit more this this mocha, um, and see how it goes down during the show. Yeah, that, like I said, that first taste, I was a little taken aback, but by the third, it. You know, you, your your mouth's kind of got the coating, and the, and the the burn is in the throat's a little eased off. It's a little less pronounced, so I think it's pretty good so far. Um, yeah, yeah, and I uh, I, I wouldn't expect the uh, the remainder of the uh, of the case to go to waste. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what that meant. Uh, but it could be a higher ABV. Yeah, it's six, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous there of uh, Mr. Uh, Tech Man. I have twice the beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good way to put it. It does kind of put it in perspective. Wow. Mm-hmm. Fred, we're getting ripped off. Oh, yeah. Well, well, I have two Hazel's nuts up in my fridge right now. And I could go get one, too. <laughs> I bet you do. I do. I still you mean have they haven't, You mean they haven't dropped yet? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> 
Yeah, I still got two left from um, a six pack that uh, a half pint and her bow gave to me as a gift. Mm. That was for your birthday, right? Yeah, and we yeah. we drank the first half of that pretty quick, and I don't know, it just that was a hard beer to drink during the uh, the the summertime. You know, I mean, just a little on the heavy and high output side. So I've been eyeing it lately, though. <laughs> it's fall, and I'm ready. Hazel, remember, come to Papa. I remember you uh, were gracious enough to give uh bubba and myself one of those so we could split it sure <laughs> but, but he he was driving so i took it upon myself to drink a lot more of it than he did yeah mm-hmm. and i don't remember much about that night i'll be honest yeah, no but that's a safe play yeah you did the right thing there knobs yes it was very gracious yeah, i basically jumped on a grenade <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, Fred, where where shall we start? We in our in our pre production, we we had quite a list of things to go over. I, I mean, it is uh, you know, it's it's like you know the broken record that we so often you know spin, right? Uh, no shortage of material. Yeah, and, yeah. and and if you think about all the horrible things this country's endured. Over the last four years, sometimes there's so many horrible things that you forget how horrible some things really are. And this topic has come around again. Yeah. And to me, it, it's it's always been one of the more horrible ones that we've had to deal with. And it's a shame that it's had to come around again because it should have never gone away. Right, exactly. Well, that that's my point is that, like every day there's something, you know what I mean, that tries to outdo the last horrific thing. And, and somehow a, a topic that's this bad could get lost in the mix, which is mind-blowing, but it did. But it's come back, so uh, why don't you take it away? And, and, and that's the... Uh... The family separation, child separation, zero tolerance policies on uh, the southern border and immigration in general um, that the Trump administration imposed back in uh, 2018 into 2019. And so then this week, uh, uh, lawyers, I believe they were part of the ACLU. But, I'm not uh, sure where they were from, but they weren't they ordered by a judge? Yeah, they to, ordered by a judge to report to them about reuniting the families that had been separated. Right. Yep. And yep. they came back mm-hmm. and said that there were still uh, 545 children that have not been reunited. And they don't know how to do it. <sighs> and mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. No, just go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your Well, I, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's sickening. It's repulsive. Um, you, you know, I, I likened it on, on Facebook to, to basically uh, the U.S. government uh, partaking in human trafficking. Essentially. 
and 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 that's the only analogy that that I can come up with. Um, you, you know, I, I mean, maybe it's not quite for the same nefarious reasons, but out of the five hundred and forty-five children, we don't know, right? We we don't know where they've ended up, and um, you know, to to deport parents prior to reuniting them with their children is it, it uh, I, I don't know how it could get any worse uh, a reflection on this administration and then unfortunately on our country. That's the part I don't get. If you're going to railroad these people out of the country, the, the adults, the parents, why don't you attach their children back with them and railroad them all out? I, I don't under, un, it's like, well, uh, you know, it's you know, cruelty the is the point. Cruelty was the point. Laziness yep. was, was what created the ineptitude, right? They, you know, get, move the, okay, separate the children. Now they've, now they've got them housed in places where they don't want to take care of them. So now we're going to start moving them all over the country to, to foster facilities. Okay. And so never mind that. Okay, so that's over there. And then we're going to work on deporting the, the parents, and they're going to go through their procedure as to whether or not they're legitimacy, uh, legitimately seeking asylum. We're going to lean towards no. We're going to put in judges in, in place that don't want to offer asylum. So in most cases, they're not going to get the asylum. And uh, we're in such a rush to move them through the system. No, we don't have time to try and figure out what happened to their children. So just, you know, get them on a plane and, uh, you know, send them to Juarez and uh, that's it. Wash your hands of it. You, you know, what really amazes me is nobody in that whole inner circle of evil knew how to use Excel. Yeah. <laughs> how hard is this? To, to, to just keep some kind of a, a connection. And how hard would that Part of that, been? I believe, Fred, is just strictly incompetent. I, I don't think that everyone in the chain uh, was, um, you, know, you, know, you know, trying to make the, uh, the, the cruelty the point like a Stephen Miller was, right, or, or, or a Trump was. And to a certain extent, maybe a Kirsten Nielsen, and we'll talk more about that in a second. But um, I don't know if if they really that that's what their goal was. I, I think it was more of like maybe the other person is making that spreadsheet. And if you remember, when zero tolerance kind of went into place, there was absolute chaos. Like like people didn't know who was in charge of anything, and you know, the, the different uh, Homeland Security and uh, ICE and border uh, and whatever else, you know, they they were all sort of in on it, but nobody really uh, was in charge. Well, that's standard operating procedure for this. Bunch. That's exactly right. That's exactly it, right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter which topic you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You can... You, you could just fill in the blanks and that, that statement you just said would be applicable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, 
so it, it's not a surprise. Um, uh, and you, you know, the, you know, we had somebody question whether or not the 545 is true. I could say the same thing. It could be more. I would bet it's more. And, and, and actually the, the process of family separations is still occurring. I mean, they're, they're, they're still, you know, putting the kids in cages. Now, maybe they're not moving them around the country into different facilities, but they're still separating children from their parents. And, you know, like you said, you know, there's no uh, degree of confidence that uh, we're keeping track, that, there's a, that, that, that anyone knows anything uh, about how to reunite these uh, parents with their children. Well, think think about this, though, is like even the dumbass and the dopes that surround him, they, they must have had something as the end game, right? They, they knew at some point they were gonna have, going to have to do something with these kids. But I, I, I don't even think they gave that any thought at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... They, there must have been an end game, but we won't put any thought into how to handle that. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that they're the the end game is always um, absent from the equations that the that that the president's and his administration makes. They 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 can never ever think two and three steps ahead. I, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, bring it to the COVID thing, right? I mean. You know, you know, if we do this, what? If we do that, what? If that happens, then what? If this happens, that, um, it, it is all based solely on how will my base react if I do this? You know, yeah. be, because, you know, think of the child separation policies, right? It was, essentially it was to placate to the base that he's tough on immigration. Now, if you would go to that same base, and maybe not all of them, because some of them are beyond deplorable, but if you go to a lot of them, and before you start it, and say, okay, here's an idea that the, you know, the Trump administration is considering, and that is separating children from their parents, never to be reunited if they came across the border. I don't know how many would be supportive of that. Before right. it happened, you know right. what I mean? But right. Before it was the president's idea. If you just proposed it as an idea that said, hey, what if they did this? I don't I don't think anybody would get behind that. But, but, once, but once they do it, they're all in. And they're all in because they have to support dunce, right? They, they have to. They can never show weakness. They can never say what he did was so awful and so inhumane because – you know, regardless of what you, whatever you want to say about, you know, uh, Biden or Hunter or Obama or Hillary, they they never even came close to doing doing anything, even remotely similar. Like, like this is automatically a disqualification from being elected, holding your job. You, you know, this is. You know, even if it's just one, 
even even if it's just one if 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 you kidnap somebody from their family and and ship them off never to be reunited again it's it's uh it's criminal is what it is i i i i can't put it in any other way but criminality <laughs> that's the only way to view it in my opinion yeah yeah. I mean, and, and so therefore that level of criminality, that level of criminality, we're not talking about, you know, taking a suitcase full of money from an, you know, an Arab prince. OK, <laughs> you might even be able to explain that away in some, in some bizarre world today. Right. But that yeah. level of criminality of, of, of kidnapping and human trafficking, that's a disqualifier right there. I, I, and we talked about this like this back then. It, it wasn't yeah. like we had some revelation. Nope. It, it's just gotten stirred back up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you think it's going to come up in the debate? I certainly hope so. I, I think it is. I think Christian Welker is that type. Well, you, you know, you, you know, the thing that uh, whiny pants has been going on and on about, and it's a lie, of course. He was saying that they agreed for the third debate to only have foreign policy talked about. Well, this is foreign policy, so let's give them this one right out of the gate. Um, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and and I, I mentioned I, I wanted to go back to Christian Welker, uh, Christian Nielsen, <laughs> Christian Welker, the debate moderator, Nielsen, Kirsten Nielsen. Um, so when I read one of the articles about, um, you know, the lawyers coming forward and not being able to reunite these these children with their families, uh, you know, it, it it mentioned that in all appearances, it seems that she lied under oath to Congress. And again, this is not new news to us. Right. When she sat there and said that the United States does not have a zero tolerance policy of separating children from their families, you know, the jaws, you know, dropped to the floor and everyone knew it was a lie. And so much ab about everything in, in, in this administration is plausible deniability, everything in politics, because it's not just Republican or Democrat. When Democrats get caught doing stupid shit. It, it's always about plausible deniability, and I think I've ranted, ranted about that before, the difference between, you know, white-collar crime and blue-collar crime. And, uh, you know, because then you get into, you know, like like Bill Barr, right? What, I'm, I'm trying to uh, uh, define what you meant by the word is, you know? <laughs> you know? And, and the same thing, when you go back and you look at, Nielsen's um, testimony, it, it comes down to, uh, you know, phrases like official policy. Like, of course, it was a policy, but, you know, she's hiding behind the fact that it wasn't an official policy. And there was a memo that came out subsequent or after, I guess that's the same thing, right, <laughs> of, of her testimony. Um that that showed she was signing off on the notion that they were going to continue to do this. So does that make it official policy? Air quotes, right? I mean, it's it's it, it, it. You know, let's just 
call things for what they are. And, uh, you know, in a court of law, uh, uh, standing up a real, uh, against a jury, um, you know, I, I'm sure that's going down. But that's not the way things work in the in the in the political arena. Nope. You know that's for sure. But this is you know, it, you know it, it's it's not too late. Like if 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 Biden wins, and let's just say the Senate flips too, you know, should they haul her back in? I don't see why not. <laughs> no, you're, I'm with you. I'm with you a hundred percent, Fred. As all horrific of as, as all of this is, absolutely. You got to drag the dumbass in, if you ask me. No, no. I, I, I mean, crimes are crimes, right? The, the, the statute of limitation on crimes doesn't flip over uh, because it's a new administration. I mean, I say that, and in some ways, kind of an unwritten rule, it kind of does. True? Yeah. Yes. And, and and maybe that's a good thing, but I would say that is a good thing in normal times. <laughs> this is not normal times. Not in the least. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe it shouldn't be. Like, I'm trying to think of examples of where I think, you know, some low-level crime looks very obvious in hindsight now, but why drag that person in uh, now? And I, and I can't because I, I think of, uh, I think of Bush and Cheney and the war crimes they committed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, should have that been let go? You know, Obama thought so. But but clearly there were war crimes committed under Bush and Cheney. What would you call the, the crimes of life loss with the Trump virus? I think that's a tough one. I, I really do, in all honesty. I, I mean, I guess they can't quantify headcount, but th- there has to be some responsibility. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, there's definitely responsibility. I just don't know if it's criminal responsibility. I don't know. Sorry to break it that way there. No. Like, what what exactly would you, you know, I mean, I I don't know what the crime might be. I don't know. It just just seems like it's on the same level as, like, when when somebody is charged with war crimes, it's not necessarily a specific thing per se but an overall crime against humanity kind of thing you know yeah um i just you know part of that and and maybe you can make a case for it right is malice is is malice and i i uh I don't know if their inaction, ineptitude, disregard was malice, pure incompetence, stupidity, or political. That's where, you know what I mean? That's that fine line between that, you know, is it really malicious if 
you're ignoring the problem because it's bad for you politically. Well, if it wasn't if it wasn't malice before, it's malice now with Dr. Atlas and his herd mentality. Because that that's the direction they're going right now. They're basically doing nothing on purpose. <laughs> and they're trying to get as many of us sick or and or dead as possible. Uh, and it's and it's malicious. Well, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I won't. I will. I will not concede this one. <laughs> That's why I'm not going there. <laughs> Nobs, what do you think? All this? You're being very quiet. I. I think... What are you, Hazel Nuts over there? Are you nut? <laughs> are you wacky yeah. on the nuts? He's ten percent into his twelve. <laughs> I think it's a gross negligence at the very least. Gross negligence, yeah. I mean, and, yes. and that's where it kind of falls into things like manslaughter. Right, yeah, I mean. I take that. <laughs> <laughs> I can live with that. Yeah, I definitely think that there's something there. But again, I don't know how you would quantify the total number, but. You know, if I don't you kill know someone on accident. Uh, you know, you're still in uh, a whole bunch of trouble. But it's not an accident either. No, uh, it's not. No, it's a unique situation. I mean, he didn't pull a trigger by any means, but he didn't necessarily go out of his way to make things better either. Guy's an asshole. Hey, People you know, vote. You know, this is something that we didn't put on our um, on our list there, uh, Fred, but. Nab just reminded me of something where he said he didn't pull the trigger. And it's been some online discussions I've had regarding uh, uh, Trump's accountability and responsibility in the plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer. Mm, Okay. And uh, this idea of inciting violence. And the best position that the pro-Trumpers could take was there should be no such laws on the books. That everyone is accountable for their own actions. So that's kind of where the Trumpster went in the argument saying, how can you say Trump is inciting violence or has any accountability towards anyone having threats against them when everyone else is accountable. And I kept like pointing to the fact that uh, there's laws on the books here, guys, <laughs> right? Society sees it differently than you do. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry you don't want to believe in, uh, you know, conspiracy to commit murder and incitement of violence and inciting a riot or all of those things, but they're legit. And that was the position they had to take. Once we kind of got down to the fact that, yeah, this is what Trump was saying, and this is why it's not lawful. And this is what people are doing. And then it was like, well, the laws are bad. (laughs) That that's not even, that's not an argument. And and the, you're, the you're right. Are, well, you got to change them if they're bad. And, and 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 then I'm like, obviously, you're not even you for law and order. Man. 
you don't kidnap somebody and and potentially uh, put them through a mock trial and then kill them because <laughs> the laws are bad. No, right, right. And 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 how can you say that you're for law and order when you don't want to work within the laws? You know? I think that's the one of the funniest claims ever made out of that White House law in order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's ab- absurd. The absurdity of being absurd. Well, I mean I I mean the entire um let's say I, I like like Trump hate message against his perceived enemies all lacks law and order, right? It's all lock them up. It's all, you know, let's have an investigation, even when there's no evidence to warrant an investigation. It's all, let's just, let's ignore the law and go right to, uh, you know, the lock them up phase or their guilty phase. Yeah, there's no trial. It's just straight to lock them up. There's no due process. Yeah. Well, it's like well, that. It's, it's funny you say those exact words because I know there's a lot of talk about Biden's uh, gun policy being so strict and he was going to take away all your guns. When Trump has come out and said, take their guns, do the due process later. Oh, yeah, right. He has. He did say that. Yes, it's he like. Did. Are you serious? Like you're going to vote for this guy who says, take away the guns and don't follow the law when you do it. Uh, You know, I I just kind of just on that particular topic, I just kind of feel like that has played out. You know, like I I, I had to, you know, I I had somebody at back on a Breitbart post about, you know, Biden taking your guns. And I just wrote it's so old and tired, dude. Find a different slogan than take your guns. Like, <laughs> n- nobody's falling for it anymore. A lot of people do. No, I don't. I, I don't think they do. No, I think they just like to pretend and therefore they just use it to help justify their, um, you know. Uh, so they're using it as a, as a cover up? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't really believe that anyone with any common sense is is it really believes that Joe Biden has the ability or even a fully uh, Democratic Congress and White House uh, and even court has any real inclination to come and take all your guns. Like, you, it, know, you know what I mean? Maybe, in my you know, opinion, maybe, maybe an AR ban or, you know, you know. You know, something like that could happen, which has already happened, right? And the world didn't collapse. Yep. But but to take all your guns, no, it's just never going to happen. Well, Correct you, me if I'm wrong. Sorry, Fred. Um, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. The assault weapon ban happened during Clinton, correct? Uh, uh, might happen. Yeah. Yeah. Happened during Clinton, expired during Bush. And didn't they, the Democrats, lose the Senate during that time period as well as a repercussion of it? Uh, over my head. Not not sure. Could be right. 
That's what I've heard, at least. Now, I've read that on the internet, so it has to be true, though. Um, but yeah, I'd be very hesitant. I'd be very surprised if they'd made the same mistake. I, I say mistake, but... You know, if it was true that they... Due to this ban that they lost the Senate, I'd be very surprised if they did that again. But, what I'm trying to say. But, but here's the thing, okay? When they lose, when when Democrats lose, it's because they 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 lack voter enthusiasm. They didn't lose because Democrats turned against them and then they voted Republican and said, "Oh, wait a minute, we didn't know you were going to do an assault weapons ban, and I'm a Democrat and I want to have my AR, so I'm going to vote against you." That's not what happened. That's not ever what happens. And so, I, I I don't I'm not as worried about those things going forward as I as at least I sense, but maybe there's some data suggesting that we're becoming a more left of center nation as a majority of, of, uh, and that majority is growing. Mm -hmm. You you know what I mean? So so if if we do an assault weapons ban again, it's going to energize the right, Mm -hmm. but hopefully the, the, the left still supports the ban and keeps their people in, in office. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there there are certain Senate seats that are in you know purple states or even slightly red, and you know you have to kind of think like, are those seats going to be lost if this ban does get passed? Uh, at least I, I I'm just hoping in my world that those that those things don't matter. That that you know the the majority of the vast majority, the 60%. So we're not dealing with 51 and 49 any longer. Mm-hmm. Now we're dealing with 60, 40. So we marginalize those that believe in policies that are bad for America. Maybe, maybe that maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe it's always going to be 51, 49. Yeah. I, I, you know, I keep thinking... It is. It always comes down to these small percentages. It seems like just a mm-hmm. few percent can make a huge difference. And and uh, you know, it's just like uh, this election. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we we know that in every or almost every battleground state, if Democrats come out to vote, they'll have the numbers. I mean, that's certainly what the polling shows. I was, I was, I was looking at um, some numbers from Pennsylvania today and um, there are, uh, what was it? About 800,000 more registered Democrats than Republicans in Pennsylvania. Um, and that's, that's a substantial number. Yeah. And, and, and there were about 850,000 independents, <laughs> but, but all those independents aren't going to go one way or another. People choose to, to be independent. You know what I mean? For lots of different reasons. Right. So if you, if you split the independent vote, then you're still kind of at that same, 
uh, margin, mm-hmm. Delta. But yet Trump won Pennsylvania. You know, in, in, in Michigan here, we don't we don't register by party any longer. But I'm pretty sure. But again, it's not necessarily a great data point. Uh, many more Democrats voted in the primary than Republicans. But Republicans didn't have to vote in the primary. Right. I wouldn't use those numbers whatsoever. As I personally yeah. witnessed a MAGA hat wearing person voting Democrat in the primary. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they were were they there voting to, to 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 vote for like you know andrew yang or something my theory is he voted for biden yeah because he wouldn't want to see a socialist on the ticket <laughs> but wouldn't you want to vote for somebody that you feel like trump could beat more easily and I'm, I don't. I don't mean to pick on Yang. I mean, yeah. No, there's there's two sides to that. I think Yang had already dropped out by Michigan. Yeah, I'm just throwing a name out there. Yeah. You know, you know. I mean, it depends on how you want to see it. You can either vote for the person that you think Trump will beat, or you could vote for the lesser of the two evils of the Democratic Party in your eyes. You know, it, almost like a just in case vote. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's kind of a weird way to vote. Well, voting is weird. Yeah, well, it shouldn't be. If anything we've talked about in the last ten minutes, that's what it boils down to. It's just weird. Um, but it just you know I, I think it just in uh, for a number of elections to come, it, it just comes down to turnout. Trump's yeah. got his base. They will have a very high percent of vote. I am all about voter turnout. Yeah. Uh, looking at Joel Jorgensen, that's one of the few things I actually agree with her. Is she's all about getting the people to vote. Yeah. Which that might be a whole different topic. <laughs> um, I tell uh, you what I don't understand is how anybody, well, you have that too, how anybody in this country could be complacent about voting either way. (laughs) You know what I mean? How anybody could say, I'm going to sit this one out just because it's not affecting me or whatever. Really? (laughs) And I'm saying for both sides, Mm -hmm. it's so polarized and, and so visceral I don't understand complacency in a country like ours at a point like this. Do you think, do you think we live in a bubble, Fred, a political bubble that you and I care and, and not care so much about these things. And we, our, our perception is, is, is just what you said that how could anyone, you know, even think about sitting this one out or uh, not have a real understanding of the difference between these two candidates, um, you know, because of the feedback loop uh, amongst ourselves and our Facebook friends. I wouldn't say we're in a bubble. <clears throat> I would say the people that don't follow the news like us are in a bubble. <laughs> They're the ones that are 
possibly not getting the information or understanding why our hair is on fire over, if I had hair, uh, is on fire over stuff like this, you know? I, they can't relate to it because they're not, you know, tuned into it. Um, recall before the show we were talking about uh, my friend slash business uh, associate that I've mentioned uh, might be a good guest to have on the show. Mr. T. And one eight hundred collect. That's a I pity the fool that votes for Trump. And um, he was he was telling me that uh, he had to talk to his college age daughter about voting, and to make sure that she voted, uh, you know, Biden, and that she probably wasn't going to vote unless he and his wife pressed her. And I, I had to, you know, get into his crap about that. I, I was like, so let me understand here, Terrence, you know, why, why does she feel like it's not important to vote? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not putting this solely on you. Okay. Mr. T. <laughs> But, but I kind of am like, like, you know, uh, and, and this was going to be her first presidential election to vote. I, I, I said, you know, I, I can remember when I first turned 18, I couldn't wait to vote. And, 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 and certainly my kids and, you know, maybe it's because of my warped influences, but, you know, to, to not vote, they, they would have felt horrible, right? I mean, it was just, of course they're going to vote. And, and, is, and is the scenario with Mr. T and his daughter, is, is, is that middle America? Oh, and it was because we were talking about Ohio, because he lives in Ohio and how, uh, you know, uh, Trump's ahead in Ohio or real close you know, in Ohio, and, and Ohio is essentially a red state. I think that there are those individuals that are in a bubble and just don't care and don't plan on voting. Um, but I, my my friend's wife is one of those individuals, and I he's very much like us. I know he's even responded to some of your guys' Facebook posts, and it frustrates the hell out of him that he cannot get his wife to vote. She will not do it. She just doesn't want to vote? Yeah, because she doesn't believe in either candidate. She would much rather have a third-party candidate, and if she can't have that, she will not vote. We need to pay her. <laughs> <laughs> Take it any way we can get it. Uh, well, actually, all we do is need to fill out an absentee ballot with her name on it. <laughs> That's right. I've got like a whole a whole stack here on my desk. <laughs> Don't you guys? What's her name? Well, let's let's fill it in. Yeah, we'll just you know we'll do a little whiteout and write her name in and sign it and. We'll send, you know, three or four of them out. That's fine. Absolutely. It's going on all over the place. That's why you got to have poll watchers. <laughs> what are they watching? They're not watching. They're intimidating. No, no. But what? This is a serious not question. Watching. No, it's not, it's not a serious question. It's not a serious question, Fred, because they are oh. watching it. 
what are they watching? I, the track. Like if you like to, if you get back in line again after you've already voted, is is that when they pull the AK out? <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out what are they watching. What are they going to stop that the trained poll volunteers won't? I mean, you go to your poll, they look your name up, they check your ID, they use their uh, highlighter, they highlight your name, you've voted, they give you a ballot, you do your, usually yellow at our place, and and you're done. And if you try to go back through the line, Maud is going to bust your chops. You're not going to vote twice with Maud running the poll, okay? What are they watching? There, of course, it's a silly question. They're just there to try and intimidate. That's that's it. Or cause trouble. Yeah. I'm sure the latter is probably the, the, the right answer why they're there. They want depending to upon, Depending upon that person's personality, yes. Mm. Right? Yes, some are there just to cause trouble. Did you see the on-duty police officer with a Trump 2020 mask who was uh, patrolling a voting area? What an idiot. That's some shady shit right there. (laughs) I believe he was disciplined. Yeah. What was the disciplinary action, though? Took away his mask, which he liked anyways. Was that, what, paid leave for two weeks or something? Probably. But at least something. I mean, uh, yeah. Paid leave for two weeks? That's a vacation, Blotto. No, I don't know that. But that's what he got. I, maybe he... I, that's, that's, that's what I'm asking. Like, if he got that, that's not the point a is, disciplinary the point action. Is, no, no, no. But the point is, he was told to stop. After the fact, or whatever you want to say. But, you know. So his let's, co-worker let's goes and does the same thing tomorrow? Was, huh? So his coworker does the same thing tomorrow, and he gets two weeks paid vacation too. No, those two dudes are right. in the jalopy and heading for the casino. Do you guys mind if I kind of circle back to a point I wanted to make um, when you guys were talking about Biden taking the guns and all that kind of thing? You, you know what I find probably most comical about a statement like that. Is, is that his really... <laughs> What'd you say about his laptop? <laughs> <laughs> is that if you're worried about someone's going to take your guns, I, I, I'll give you the person who's going to probably, not Biden, but somebody else that would probably take your guns, if anybody's going to take your guns. Because we know the little orange bastard in the White House is not a Republican. We know the little orange bastard in the White House is not a conservative. The little orange bastard in the White House is an authoritarian bent dictator wannabe. Fascist he, wannabe. That's what I keep calling he, him. He he has broken enough of our norms, institutions, etc., where a lot of these things are 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 on a tightrope right now. You give this guy another four years. He's going to just demolish anything called democracy. And if you do your homework, authoritarian regimes, A, 
don't want people to have guns, and it doesn't matter if you voted for them and put them in office, you're just part of the endless rabble out there, and they're going to take your guns because they don't want you to have guns. And the second thing is the First Amendment. They'll take that away from you too. So if there's the opportunity for a politician or a regime that's going to take away your First and Second Amendment rights, it's not going to be Joe Biden. It's going to be Donald Trump. Yeah, you're, you're right on. You're, you're right on. No, in, in, in they have no idea who or what they're really voting for. All the things that they're all stand up, drive my 4 by 4 with my flags and shit on it, you know, saluting the flag, holding my heart, never kneeling for the national anthem. They don't realize they're voting against themselves in the long run. They really are. Because if they allow the country to go in that direction, all the shit that they're they're standing up for and yeehawing about is the shit that's going to be taken away from them. Because people like Donald Trump don't care that you, you are an ends to a means to the end. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. He just yeah, needs no, to, to get into that office again, and he may never leave. No, it's it's complete fascism. It is. And unfortunately, he's got Barr with him, and that's what makes it really scary. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. You know, Joe Biden's not going to grab your guns. It'll be, if anybody, it'll be Trump and Barr. And that whole nightmare squad. You but can in- fact check me on this, and I hope someone does fact check me. But I believe there's been more gun control laws passed in the four years of Trump than the eight years of Obama. I know nothing about that. Well, but I bet you that's on a state level. I, I'm I'm talking federal. Uh, okay, yeah. maybe. I, I don't know. I, I would have to fact check that. that, that um, and, you know, if they've passed any regulations, they've been really, you know, meaningless ones. <laughs> yeah. They didn't do it through Congress. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, but, you know, Fred, to that point about author- authoritarianism, um, you know, just look what dumbass did this week. Just to prove your point. I know. He's, he, you know, directing his Department of Justice to go after an American citizen at his behest, which he believes will help him politically. This has nothing at all to do whether uh, Hunter Biden uh, uh, participated in some level of government corruption. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with trying to improve his chances of uh, of an election win. And staying out of jail. Uh, well, and there's that. Hey, did, did we'll get back to the Hunter Biden thing, but did you, did you see where he said he might leave the country? Oh, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Didn't you didn't you see that witness, the Russian witness protection picture I passed around at least six times? I saw that. That was really good. <laughs> and 
Uh, no, I have to look. But, I'll but repost it. I, I, you know, on on uh, the right wing media outlets, you know, they just love parading out these celebrities and you know musicians that say they're going to leave the country if Trump wins, both in 2016 and now again in 2020. You know, Bruce Springsteen being the latest. But yet, here, here's the man himself saying he's going to leave the country if Biden wins. It's hilarious. Uh, but but back back to uh, him trying to persuade Bill Barr to investigate. Persuade that was not persuasion. Well, no, no, he's demanding it, right? I mean, yes, he, he said that, he that's a much better immediately. word. That was the word that he used. But it's still trying to persuade because I don't know that uh, that 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 Barr is going to do it. But that is my question to you, Fred: Is Barr going to do it? Do you think maybe Barr has finally gotten to his line? He's not going to cross. You know, be, because like a lot of those investigations with uh, those um, those lawyers, the, the two reports about the unmasking and then this other guy's report. I don't, I can't Durham. recall his name. Durham, Durham. yes, thank you. In a lot of in right a now, lot they're, of being ways, I, they're being I, a complete embarrassment. Well, well, what I think though is that Bart did that stuff just to placate the orange child and just trying to keep him busy. Because now all of a sudden they both come up buckus. Nothing. And so now they're an embarrassment to him. That's what I'm saying is is he does it to placate him, but in the end it's an embarrassment because he doesn't think two moves ahead. Okay? He doesn't think, well, what if I really do follow the law and nothing comes of these things because there isn't anything? How's that going to reflect on me? Oh, Guess what? It's going to reflect poorly. Uh, I should have thought of that. <laughs> and, and instead of telling him right up front, uh, I'm not going to do this because it's nonsense. That would make him look better. That would make him look better to all American people instead of just, you know, the dolt's base. I share right, But I agree. I, 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 you know, in the end there, what I'm saying, Fred, is I agree with you. Yeah, how unusual. That, that could be the reason why he did it, uh, and, and now he's he's not going to do it again. Yeah, I. It, it almost seems like he's put the brakes on. I, I think he's he doesn't want to go the way of the Nixon administration, where the AG ended up in jail. Okay, so how about this? What are the what is the likelihood that he says he's going to investigate? Hunter Biden's involvement in, uh, you know, government, you know, graph, right, or whatever. But then he doesn't. Well, I see, but th- that see, that, that, get, that gets back to that. Isn't that kind of what Comey did and hurt Hillary? Not, well, not yeah. the exact thing, but kind of. No, no, no. I agree with the Comey thing. But what it what it also is though it would be the same thing as what dumbass was trying to get out of the Ukraine president. Just the statement that they were 
yes. investigating. They aren't actually doing it. They just wanted this statement because they want to muddy the waters. Or, right, right. Know, reality TV per- personality, right? That's it, it's it's it, it's perception, and oftentimes perception is reality, but not all the time. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that slogan, hook, line, and sinker, all the time. Yeah. But um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if Bar. You know, throws a little bit of red meat to the base, and and comes up with some statement like, "Well, we'll, we'll look into it, uh, perhaps." You know, well, you know, if he did something wrong, then yeah, maybe you know, it, it's worth you know knowing more about it. You, you know, just just something. So you know, then the. The cult can say, oh, man, just wait and see. Oh, the indictments are going to come rolling down. The pedophiles are going to jail. <laughs> pizza. I mean, one, one, pizza. One, pizza. One of the best lines that I'm using in, 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 in my uh, war of words against Trumpsters online right now is, where are the indictments? Yeah. Where are they at? They're coming. You got to be patient now. <laughs> what do we got? Any, 12, we got 12 days, but you got to be you've patient. Had four, you've had four years to come up with these indictments. And and it's, it's, it's not like these crimes are so complicated. In your world, they're so fucking obvious. Just, you, you know, a schoolboy could, could bring charges against, you know, these criminals. Lock them up already. Right? Lock them up already. That's what yeah, I Yeah, why even go through the process? Just, just, just lock, lock them, them up. up. Lock them up. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, Fred, I, I don't want to thank anybody, but just, you know, I guess just thank the God, thank, thank the Lord that we aren't having the conversation about our government that is locking up the Hunter Bidens of the world and the Hillary Clintons and shit. I, I, I mean, what would we do? We're close. <laughs> no, there, unfortunately, a... unfortunately, we are close. We are close. Yep. That's the sad part. I think the we're very close. If... The enablers of, 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 of Trump and his whims uh, have, have brought us to the brink of that kind of uh, government. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're only a couple people away from that. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Quite frankly, it, it, it's yep. not. It's the little Dutch boy with his finger in the dike. You know, it's, it's, and then, you know, there was the, uh, the federal prosecutor that recently left and uh, he's been working the TV circuit pretty good. And there's a part of me that said that, that thinks he should have stuck around. We needed him on the inside. True. (laughs) He he, He couldn't handle working for bar any longer. It was just too corrupt for him. They'll just backfill him with another clod hopper. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, this guy wasn't a clod hopper. This guy no, was no, no, to- no. Right. I'm saying what they'll throw in there though is an attorney that's never tried a case and that's a yes man and you know. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. that's that's Supreme Court. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know that was interesting when I. Um, 
when I heard that about Barr, he's never prosecuted anybody. He's never been a prosecutor. Hmm. I was not aware of that. Yes. He doesn't really understand prosecution. Peter Griffin. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I ever see. (laughs) All right. And you know, just just one more thought about the demand that the dumbass put on Barr, and he does it on national TV. You know, if this had been done by like a secret memo and it was unearthed by someone who leaked it or some news organization found it, it it probably would be the end of this administration. But again, the fact these guys do it out in plain sight I honestly think the country's become numb to stuff like this, and that's why there's there's no traction with stopping it. Yeah, uh, I think the, com- the the country has become numb to it. Yeah. So. And and I, and I'm and I'm glad that the major media outlets are not are, are doing what they can to not give the Hunter Biden laptop story any traction either. Well, you know, the, the, the mouth breathers keep saying, you know, this is going on, this is going on Hunter Biden, blah, 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 blah. And none of these news sources are even giving it a look. It's like they don't give it a look because they're not buying into your frigging conspiracies. <laughs> Well, that, Trump, that's why they're not breathing any life into it because they don't want to be caught up in that mess. Well, the people well, from the pop- to what the conspiracy theory is. I mean, I mean, Fred, you and I follow this. Knobs, you know, I'll drag you in. You, you, you pay attention. What is? The, what exactly are they trying to accuse Hunter Biden and I guess by association Joe of? The only thing I even saw was that there was one email that Hunter supposedly set up some kind of meeting with Joe Biden and some Russian dude or Ukrainian guy. But beyond that, there is nothing other than they may have physically been within each other's personal space. But there, there was like, there was no arms deal that spun off of it. There was right. Like, no, like no, Military plane full of fifty billion dollars that went somewhere. Exactly. Like, like, okay. Even if there was this meeting, which is there's no evidence that the meeting ever took place. Okay. Right. But that in itself is not a crime. It's not even a corruption. So, what exactly are they trying to get at? And they can't even articulate that. And Trump couldn't articulate it either when asked. Like, I think Knobs has the answer. Oh, yeah, Nabs? No, no, go, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just saying if, if the reason I, I was going to ask you was if, if you had to articulate what you know about the quote unquote, you know, Biden, Hunter Biden scandal, what would, could you, could, could you articulate what, what, what the layman sees? 
Because you you're our to? you're our uh, token layman. Who are you talking to? Nah. Oh, okay. All right. Um. Yes, I I can I can articulate what they're what they're thinking. And there's no proof yet, but just you wait. It's coming. <laughs> And there's there's no proof yet of something that's really criminal and wrong, but it's coming. It's it's coming any day now. Just you wait. Like like there's no proof that while Joe Biden was in office as vice president or otherwise, that any favors were given towards these people that Hunter was associating with. Right? They're, they're just and, and and they're not even they're they're not even trying to make shit up about that. They're just they're just trying to, you know, sort of connect the dots without having the rest of the dots connected to where it's really wrong. You know, oh, he knew and he wrote an email to this person who is known to associate with this person who is known to associate with this government or whatever. It's it's just it's mind boggling. But please get to the end of the story. What is it that you are suggesting? Actually, it's really easy to connect the dots when you're using a giant ass Sharpie, though. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need the dots. You just go right to the lock them up. Hey, I got, I got a question. Straight line. <laughs> this is a beautiful segue with what you just said. In four years, has anybody actually been locked up? It's just the people around Trump. No, no, no. no. I mean, all, all the calls for lock them up for five years has anyone actually been locked up no <laughs> it's a serious I mean, question they, they they couldn't even lock up peter struck <laughs> there was nothing to lock him up you no know, exactly but you know you talk about your low-hanging fruit and yeah you know you know maybe maybe a guy like bill barr could sleep at night by wrongfully incarcerating a guy like peter struck maybe right but <laughs> but they couldn't even get him. And his girlfriend, Lisa Page. <laughs> you know, you know, lock him up. I mean, I'm just trying to think of the lowest level villain in all of the Trump world. And, and, and it's got to be Peter Strzok, right? Yeah. I don't know. He was pretty high ranking in the FBI. There, there, there was the guy that was working in the FBI that forged the email. That oh, that lawyer. <laughs> yeah. He could have been locked up, I guess, that lawyer. And you know what? You and I would say, fine. Okay. You know, he shouldn't be forging emails <laughs> <laughs> to try and make somebody look bad. That's, you know, that's, that's kind of what it was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lock them up. Lock them all up. So, yeah, that's that's where I go nowadays. It's like, uh, yeah. You, you you want to talk about lock them up and all these, you know, corrupt and criminal people in, in the previous administrations and there's no indictments. And, and 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 you've probably got the biggest lap dog that you could possibly find in the DOJ and you still can't get anybody locked up. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Fat bastard. Hey, what do you think about the debate tomorrow? We'll, we'll, light, we'll go out on a light note. I have one more thing. Oh, before we go out. Sorry, Nobs. Go Did right you ahead. see where Trump endorsed Biden? 
Trump said, if Biden gets elected, he will listen to the scientists. Oh, right. <laughs> That's a straight up endorsement in my book. <laughs> I got one for you, too. This one I heard on the way, uh, just driving around this afternoon. Uh, Trump was campaigning in Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. I know where you're going. But keep and going. He kept telling the crowd how he didn't want to be there. <laughs> I, I never thought I would have to be here. We thought and we had I, the state thrown up. And, huh? and that he wouldn't be there if the polls were better. <laughs> and, and those fucking idiots are cheering. <laughs> what? He said it to him, Nobs. I mean, just uh, he basically said, "I wouldn't be in your shithole town if you if the polls were better." That's what he said. I don't like you people. <laughs> it's hilarious. Hey, oh you, you know God. what I noticed, uh, Fred, about that outtake uh, of the cheering? How many were female? Maybe you didn't mm-hmm. pay attention to that. No, but I'll no. takes that. I, and I wonder, like at his rallies, how many of his followers nowadays are just like you know these you know old women that are old white women that uh, just really have no idea what's going on. Hags. No, come on. But you know <laughs> they're they're just, they're just watching Fox News. That's all they ever done is just watch Fox News. Because they live in fear of things they don't understand. I, I had not made that observation, but now that you've put it on my radar, I will pay a little more attention to it. And I don't know what his what what the demographics of his rallies are. Um, you know, they keep talking about how he's losing the suburban vote, the um, uh, suburban white women's vote. Um, but 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 I, I get a sense his 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 rallies. Are quite different than that. Oh, what a uh, shit show! So what we were going somewhere else before uh, debates. Oh, the debate. Yeah, tomorrow yeah, night. Just right? quick, quick thoughts on the debates. Um, yep, tomorrow night, Thursday. <laughs> it, it, it would be a great, a great night to play de- debate bingo. I, I mean, there because of this two-minute rule, uh, you know, Trump is just going to bloviate about whatever it is he wants to talk about. Every, every for each one of those two minutes, he is not going to talk about the topic that is coming up. He's just going to try and slam Joe Biden and his son Hunter. Every single opportunity he gets is going to be about Hunter Biden's laptop. That's all he has. Well, no, that, that that's all he has because he's feeble-minded. Yeah, you know, I mean, you, you know, he has more. I, I mean, I mean, if he was more articulate and, uh, you know, a better con man than the lousy one that he is, that he can only you know draw in forty-two percent of the the electorate or whatever, you, you know, you. you he he doesn't really even do much to try and and you know create the scare of socialism. He just says the word and, and hopes it'll get 
some mouth breathers it, to react. Yeah, he, he, he it's it, um, who's the guy? Um, oh, I, I, he's he's like a pollster and he does um, a lot of uh, focus groups. He's a Republican or you know conservative. Steele? No, 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 no. Um, and he he just uh, recently came out and said that it's the worst campaign that he's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to tell us that. Um, Can you imagine being a a, a campaign staffer for that? No, much? I cannot. No. Can you imagine wanting to blow your brains out every day as you get into your car after work and? He's done it again. Erie, Pennsylvania. I fucking hate you. Uh, <laughs> hey, I didn't write that in the speech for him to say that. How did that get in there? <laughs> uh, Frank, Frank, Luntz. Frank Luntz is his name. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, I mean, he's like, nobody cares about Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> this is this is what you're, um, you're speaking at a briefing at the British Strategic Advisory Company Global Council. Luntz said Trump's advisors have their heads up their asses if they think Hunter Biden will be a winning issue for them. <laughs> He's got to quit sugarcoating. Uh, he said, frankly, his staff ought to be brought up on charges of political malpractice. <laughs> I've never seen a campaign more miscalibrated than the Trump campaign. <laughs> oh, that's great stuff. Oh, man. They, Love uh, that guy. They're they're on the wrong issues. They're on the wrong message. Your damn job is to get your candidate to talk about things that are relevant to the people you need to reach. And if you can't do your damn job, then get out. <laughs> I, I honestly believe there isn't a person on this planet that could get him in line. I, no. I, I, I don't. Not there his not. wife. There, there is not a person that could get him in line. I don't, I don't care who you say. Uh, they've, so, they've tried a bunch. So, so <laughs> back to the debate before we wrap up here. Are, even though the microphone's turned off, are, are we going to hear Trump shouting? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I think they ought to put him in like a soundproof booth, like on the dating game or something. And I just and, think it ought to be virtual. I don't see why they have to be in the same room. I don't think Biden should even do it. I think he runs the risk of making a gaffe and giving them some help. <laughs> he, he probably should have just said, you know what? I don't need this. He really doesn't. I, 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 I thought the same thing. Um, you, you know, we know he's not the most articulate. And, you know, just like the last one, little pins and needles sometimes. Right, Fred? Yeah. You know, you know, but but in the end, 
They didn't. Re- he didn't really give the, uh, the 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 Trumpsters much. Like like following that debate, uh, <clears throat> you know, Biden did well enough where he did not give them ammunition. Right. And I think I, I think he can he can do it again. <laughs> but you're right. There, there's risk in that, and and is that risk greater or less than just not doing the debate and taking the lumps for for backing out? I think he's going to be more articulate in this debate than he was in the first one because he doesn't have that orange orangutan yelling in his ear. It'll he'll still be lit yelling in his ear, just be at a level that he can probably just manage to talk over him. So. He, he should like block that, like his right ear. He should just stuff it with <laughs> like a Kleenex or something. And, right. And then they'll be accused of having an earpiece. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. He right. had a, he had that rosary that uh, picks up a bunch of different frequencies and, <laughs> and, and it translates the, the signal to the chip behind his ear implanted in his skull. And, what I would like to see is not just the two minutes that they get uh, uh, free without interruption from the other microphone. If you're not answering the question, the moderator should be able to turn off your microphone. Good point. I like that. Stay yeah. on, stay on subject or shut up. You're yeah. wasting time. Yeah, you gotta have a, you gotta have a sign that drops down like in the old Groucho show. <laughs> stay on subject or shut up. Instead of a duck dropping down, it just, you know. Well, this was the secret, you know, that that actually was the secret word, right? If you said the secret word, you want an extra 500 bucks. Yeah, it was a duck, right? That dropped yeah. down? Yeah. yeah. So what would be the secret word? What's the secret word that if, if, if either one of them say it, then the duck drops down? Laptop. Ah, come on, that's too simple. I could have gone down. Come on, give me. Uh. What, okay, that's that. What what is what is Biden's secret word? Clown. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> I I still wouldn't be surprised if dumbass tries to weasel out of it last minute. It, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. Yeah, same. He's got time still. He's got yeah. twenty four hours. That's right. The night is young. A lot of tweets. Oh, I, I don't. I don't think he's going to back out because I think he's going to want to get on there and talk about Hunter Biden. That's what I think he's going to want to talk about, over and over again. Every single question is going to yeah. be answered with Hunter Biden. He feels like this has got legs. I'm just saying the possibility is there for him to back. Oh, out. it's a possibility. He will. Um, but I, I don't I, I don't I don't think that he will. That's what I'm saying. All right. Well, no real cultural topic to speak of, and we've chewed up enough time. But I am ready for another beer, so I'm going to do that in the privacy of my own living room. Okay. Well, what did you think about the uh, Mayan Mocha Stout? I'm kind of torn on it, Fred, because. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure that I would pick it up again. I don't think I would. Uh, but I, at the same time, I don't want to say it's a not for me because I think it checks all the boxes 
for what they claim the beer is. And I think it's, a, a again, a well-made beer. And it might be one that I would suggest to somebody. Just not you. <laughs> but maybe just not me, but but maybe. And and and, and I, I do have three more, and I know that I will drink them. Oh, I will too. <laughs> um, you know, so in, in that case, and, and then, you know, how much is situational? You, you know? You know, it, it's probably terrific with a great bowl of chili. Yep. You know, you know what I keep wondering is I, I noticed as I was making my way through the, the pint that I was occasionally getting a little secondary taste of that habanero. And I'm, I like spicy stuff and I like peppers and all that. But if there was one thing about it that I didn't like, it might have been the level of the habanero and that may make it a not for me beer. But on, I, I, on the flip side, if you don't feel the habanero, then we complain about that. Because I can still feel it. I can, I you know, I, I finished a pint maybe, you know, five minutes ago, but I can still feel the habanero. Definitely. Well, I, 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 I'm just saying is it's giving me a little talk back. Where, and, it, and it's not the flavor of the habanero or even the little burn that's there. Because I, I agree, I have that as well. It's just, it's talking back to me personally. So for me, it's not for me. I'm not yeah. trying to, the, the level of habanero is fine. Yeah, it's sad, I know. No, no, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm just trying to think of how I want to rate it. You, you know, and I, I think I'm going to rate it for me only because I don't want to give it a bad rating because I think it deserves better than that. You know, knobs can't say shit all about it. So he's got hazels and nuts. I I could just see him. He's got a big stupid grin on his face. (laughs) It's not not far off. You're not far off. Him and Hazel. If it was lacking in anything, it would probably be the coffee flavor. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The chocolate was there, the mocha was there, but the cinnamon was there. But that's kind of goes with the with the habanero that that extra heat, the cinnamon. Yeah. All right. All Sounds right. Good. Gentlemen. Seventy eight is in the books. And uh we'll catch on the flip side. Okay, guys. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Out. We're out. Politics, some culture and craft beer. Politics, and that is why you're here. Politics, bottoms up.